everybody. I'm back. Gonna try another episode here of uh, BP. Welcome back to Ocean Park Podcast. He was looking for the place called Lee Hole Fuchs. It was the summer of 1986. We were hanging out in the three boroughs of South Surrey. Ocean Park, Crescent Park, Crescent Beach. This was the playground. You know, we got into a lot of hijinks. Found some things to do in between swims, having fires, riding our bikes, drinking Slurpees, normal kid stuff. We'd like to go to Coast Meridian Golf Course. This was something outside the realm of things to do and boroughs you'd have to travel across across town sometimes we'd ride our bikes sometimes we'd catch a lift from some unsuspecting parent this afternoon we decided to catch up on nine 18 holes I think it was Jack maybe Steve Probably not Sean. He'd always have to leave town every summer. So we'd get our allowance money together and set off the other side of town. It was all about just hanging out. Nobody was serious. Nobody was going to be future Arnold Palmer. It's pitch and putt. Leave the par five for the serious people down the street at Peace Arch. So as usual, we'd go into the clubhouse. We'd get our three clubs. You get a nine, probably a five, and a putter. Each hole was set up differently with its own unique challenges. It was just such a pleasant place to be. It was shaded. You had your soft drink. Maybe a bag of chips. Settle in, focus. Let's see if we can hit par three. Well, with us, it was all about screwing around, not paying attention, being loud, and having fun. Usual teenage stuff. From what I remember on the course that day, it was pretty quiet. It's probably a midweek time. Nobody, you know, from the office there. Pretty much had the course door ourselves. Well, as we we're playing along in the front nine. You're kind of away from the street, and in the back 40, in your own little microcosm, enjoying the peace, the summer, no school. When unbeknownst to us, you could hear the rumble down the street, 80 cubic inches 
of American Harley. There is quite a, a pack coming down, uh, coming from both directions. Sounded like the local street gang. Well, in this particular day, one of the local clubs was deciding to cut loose as well. They're having a annual golf tournament or weekly golf tournament or who gives a shit? It's Tuesday golf tournament. So my friends and I were finishing up on the ninth hole, which has got quite a unique obstruction. It's a large hill with the ninth hole situated next to the clubhouse. It's an obstructed shot. There's a pin at the top of the hill, kind of give you an indication whereabouts the flag might be. But it's mostly a shot in the dark. So you get to hit the cowbell before you tee up. Just to let everybody know at the top, which is right next to the parking lot and the clubhouse, balls are coming so three of us finish our round clear up the balls off the off the green and you know we're waiting for Jack's mom to come down in the Vista Cruiser she's got the giant station wagon from 1979 all 10,000 pounds of it pearl white we're twiddling our thumbs and hoping you know she'll arrive shortly in the meantime we're kind of bored and the bikers have set off through the course and they've all sort of caught up to the clubhouse area they've met the ninth hole and now it's time to start firing balls up the hill so I hear the cowbell dinging away. And I figure if there's a tournament, it's probably a prize for a hole in one. So I don't know what the probability is of hitting a hole in one on this hole. I'd say next to zero. So I figure I'm going to make somebody's day. So with three balls sitting up on the on the green, I arbitrarily pick a ball, fire it in the hole, and then scoot around the back of the clubhouse. One by one, you can see the bikers coming up the hill. where I see one particular character who looks like Randall Tex Cobb's little brother, the badass in Raising Arizona. And he's wandering around, 
looking for his ball. This was the time to let him know the good news. So I came up and said, excuse me, sir. Are you looking for your ball? Which he replied, well, yeah, I'm looking all over the place over here for that. Well, one of them went in the hole. He said, are you kidding me? No, 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 no. Yeah, I was sitting in the clubhouse. I saw the whole thing. So the long-haired gentleman walked over to the hole and peeled back the flag. There was his overly used Titleist three that he picked up at the clubhouse. Purulation. The man was jumping up and down. This was... This was Augusta. This was Pebble Beach. This was the big time. It was $100 for a hole-in-one that day. Just as he's starting to realize that he's going to have a good night at one of the local bars, beers on him, Pearl White Vista Cruiser enters the parking lot, our escape shuttle. The three of us are laughing our guts out. We can't believe this guy is just totally bought in. But, hey, looks like we're getting away with it. As we're hurrying into the Vista Cruiser, I can see the over-honest lady that's working the till at Meridian coming out of the store and going straight to the man of the hour. She promptly turns around and points at me as I'm getting into the station wagon. I can hear her. That kid put your ball in the hole for you. Followed by the look of horror on the man's face as we are all yelling, Gun it, Mrs. Fleming! Gun it! Well, fortunately, the biker didn't follow through his pursuit of three teenage boys and teaching us a lesson. I guess he realized probably something he would have done back in the day and they'll probably end up doing the biker thing when they get older mrs fleming sure enjoyed the story about how we'd come up with some kind of hijinks and she was grateful she didn't have a bounty on her head from the local motorcycle club Shortly after returning back to White Rock, started to explore around town, make my way down to the beach, let's see if I could start to relax a little bit, I had the move all done, 
got invited for walk down the pier, down the strip with a friend of mine, Curtis. Curtis and I have known each other for 30 plus years, born on the same day, same year. Lots of similar thoughts when it comes to life and what's going on. Have some similar funny takes. That day, we're strolling down the White Rock Pier, which has been dutifully repaired after its big accident. Good section of it was torn away during a fierce storm. So as we're strolling along down the pier and oh, it's a blue sky, it's warm, salty air. You can see the ice cream on the ground where tourists have dropped their, their cone. Seems to be a rite of passage if you're visiting White Rock. That day we were heading back from the far end of the pier back to the entrance. And I looked up looked up at the hillside and I had a bit of a flashback. I remember being a kid, probably about nineteen eighty one. My parents had taken me to a barbecue. Cosmic Alley. Now, I knew the lady pretty well that was having the barbecue. Her and I had spent many days, afternoons together. She was a babysitter and also a friend of my mom's. That afternoon, she was having her hooligan friends over for a little Saturday drink up. And it being the early 80s, there was probably some marijuana involved and maybe some other things that had spilled over from the 70s. Anyway, I was seeing the adults cutting loose and entertaining myself somehow, reading a comic book or listening to the music. I enjoyed music, so when I guess one of the guests decided to have a, a moment of heroic endeavor, came up with a plan. He was going to go down to the pier, and he was going to walk the railing, one foot after another, walk all along the railing top from one end to the other. I didn't catch why. Didn't see if their money had traded hands, if there was a bet. But this young man, this was going to be his triumphant moment. So as he proclaims to the whole party, Hey man, I'm going to walk the whole fucking railing which everybody, you get perplexed, looked around. What what does that mean? 
I can't remember what the gentleman's name was. Anyway, a troop of about three guys and Evil Knievel here decided to wander down to the pier and get the spectacle underway. I was not interested in checking out the result, but I knew something had happened by the sounds of the sirens that came and the gentleman didn't return, but I wasn't certain if the two were related. So as I was sharing this this story with Curtis, reminiscing, Curtis says, oh my God, I know the other half of this story. Curtis at the time was under the pier foraging for sticks and crabs and creatures. He said when he heard this loud call from above, look out, followed by a giant thud. When evil the evil can evil hit the sand. I don't know if I was head first, back first, but he landed torso first. Curtis, horrified, ran up the stairs to the top where the old phone booth was and called 911. I guess the gentleman had done quite a number on himself. Curtis said that he pretty much almost bit his tongue right off when he hit the ground. Quite an image for a young boy. So I'm not sure how the gentleman got on in life, but I'm pretty sure there wasn't another attempt it was interesting how Curtis and I had put two and two together. And the two of us, known each other for 30 plus years, had either side of the story. Thank you everybody for tuning in again to another episode. Uh, look forward to your feedback. Hopefully you've enjoyed some of the memories from years past. He was looking for the place called Lee Hole Fox. Gonna get a big dish of beef chow man.